John. It's about that time we get into the trending topics with the likes of Adekunle Olawabi. Good morning to you, Adekunle. Hi, uh, morning. How are you doing today? I am good, thanks. We're going to start off on a very light note. Am I pronouncing that surname right? Um, it's uh, I think you're trying. It's um, Olabi. Yes, Olabi. Olabi. All right. Yes. We're learning something new each day. I must, must learn something new each day. I want to start off with a poll question this morning. And I want to get your thoughts and views. Now, do you think that the funds meant for VIP protection services should be diverted to core programs of the SAPS? I think I do agree. I think it should uh, be diverted. And I mean, considering uh, the state of, I mean, economy and the needs in the country, I think it could be diverted. And we have a lot of things to, to fix in the country. And um, we should just limit uh, um, the, access, the VIP access to people that actually do need it. All right, let's move on, on to the trends taking place in the past 24 hours. We start off with Rosemary Ndlova, now the former police officer who was sentenced to six life terms uh, for murdering her relatives and boyfriend in order to claim funds from insurance companies, appeared in court yesterday facing charges of plotting to kill three other people. Now, when I scrolled through Twitter, quite a few things were trendy. Uh, about this particular conversation, particularly how she looked um, and also how her accomplice or alleged accomplice uh, in one of the charges was released. So essentially, walk us through the narrative on social media currently. Yes, uh, the, the, the comment on Twitter is actually quite um, quite hilarious and interesting at the same time. Um, I think um, in Lovu's appearance actually um, stole the show and everyone just could not stop talking about how glowing that she is. And there's been quite a lot of series of tweets. Some are even asking in Netflix to, to do a documentary. I even saw another one where someone was saying, uh, I need to commit a crime right now. Which uh, which jail can I go to to look this good? Because I need to braid my hair. And mm. I think I'm, I'm not entirely sure why she decided to look. In, I mean, we just want to understand the psychology behind the the appearance, knowing mm. that she's currently serving six lives, and you are in now for another um, another hearing on another case. And I think. Or whatever she was expecting, I think she got to Zanzi at that point in time. Everyone was focusing on the lashes, the face, beat, the hair. Everything was just what people could talk about. And it has now stopped from talking about the victims that um, that actually lost their lives and, and why she's actually in jail. We forgot about it completely. The tweet was just, uh, the appearance dominated. The, the hashtag Rosemary Global, and that's all what everyone could talk about. I think she gave in Zanzi um, something to talk about. Maybe that was the intention, and, and mm. I think it did work for her. It worked well for her, but it won't aid her in her sentencing. Now, she was facing other charges, three particular charges. Care to share some or shed some light on that? Yes. She um, was actually brought into, the, into court um, now for. For this hearing, and, and I mean, it's the the co-accused is uh, Namsa Mudao, and I mean, 
who actually looked completely different, contrasting to how she appeared. And that's someone that is not, you know, it, it's just something that was um, it, it, quite in- interesting to see mm. both of them side, standing side to side. And, I mean, in this particular case, um, the MPA didn't shed more light on the comments. And as they feel like this is going to be declared, uh, the details will be provided during the hearing, which is being postponed to the 25th of May. But we, we do know that they are facing two counts of attempted murder. And, 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 uh, you know, and this, is, this is something that is, uh, we're not entirely sure how the outcome would be. And the, the co-accusers also... Um, uh, pregnant as well, and we'll be due to give that soon. So maybe the the the, the court would obviously, you know, find depending on how how the, the case turns out, or if there's some sort of um, privilege for her, knowing that she's going to be a mother soon. And um, uh, back back to the case, the MPA would um, would decline to comment on it, and um, we can only wait uh, till the 25th of May to see how this is going to, to, to turn out for, for in global most especially. I hear you. Um, you spoke about psychology, and I found that really interesting. What do you think a case like this, uh, with so much traction brought towards it, does to our society in terms of our disposition psychologically? Uh, yes. Uh, with, with, you know, with uh, Rosemary Lowe's case, it, it's a very, um, it's quite a... It, Something that it's still shocking for 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 everyone, and and to see someone that would actually uh, you would find murderers um, actually um, um, taking lives of strangers, people that they don't know, and and maybe we would, we would actually feel like it's easier for for them to have done that. But now this is someone that actually would um, actually uh, took lives of relatives, families. And that is something totally different to what we 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 know that we used to, and and she's been dubbed to be the most um, fearful woman in South Africa, as mm. some people have shared in the tweet. So it, I think it is also important to 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 actually look at in our state of mind how we need to we need to understand why did she act the way she did, and it, it it's something that I, personally I can. Figure it out myself, mm. and and why? How, how, how did she come about this? How, how, what 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 was going on in her mind? The motive we know now is money, but are people really that heartless to to go to that extent mm. to, to 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 make money for themselves? It is cold, cold blood. You know, you know, it, it's just a cold calculation, cold blooded calculation from her side. You know. Indeed. Thank you so much for your opinion on that. We can move on to the next hashtag. Happy 420 on a lighter note. Now, yesterday uh, in our day in history, we spoke about the unofficial holiday known as 420, which is observed by cannabis smokers. Now, in our conversation, I'd love to know what was happening on Twitter, because as I was scrolling, I saw a few celebrities uh, posting pictures of themselves smoking cannabis or even their fans posting pictures of particular celebrities, be it an actor, an actress, a singer, and the likes. And I think the main theme was just to show yourself holding um, a smoke, so to speak. Yes, uh, there's been 
quite a, a few, um, I, I wouldn't say a few, quite a lot of feats, not just in South Africa. Mm. It's been celebrated. Um, it's a global thing, and, and I think for formal sake, people would just get onto it and also try to, you know, be part of it. And and I, I saw, uh, you know, have worry actually been a tweet about this new doggy dog and who is actually sort of like someone who is an advocate for, you know, for, for marijuana as an example. So it is something that is being embraced all over the place and all over the world. And and some have just, um, uh, some were even asking what does for training mean? What is, where did it, you know, come from? Mm. Is it 4.20 p.m. in the day or 28th of April, how did this come about? So there was quite a lot of uh, <laughs> tweets going up and down all yes. over the place, and some people provided clarity around it as well. It's quite interesting. Unfortunately, for countries that haven't really legalized it, I think this is something that I think the more people get to identify with, with the with the benefits of uh, marijuana, I think it could also encourage other uh, uh, voices and countries to, to look into legalizing it as well. So yesterday we managed to cover a theory about where uh, 420 particularly started and it, it was rumored to have started in the 70s when a group of boys from California would meet at 420 p.m. Uh, to look for a smoke of marijuana. Now this became a code amongst uh, cannabis smokers and that's how it evolved. Did anybody make mention of this on social media? Um, not not at, at, at all. They just I think people were probably um, responding with silly answers on purpose. I I'm not entirely sure, but mm. I think it's something that they probably might have figured it out somehow. But that is actually you're right. That was actually uh, the reason how the, the 420 came up about, and it, it's actually kind of interesting how uh, you know some group of friends would come up with something that. Something of that, uh, you know, something like that, and it became a thing. And people up on to it now is becoming, you know, an unofficial holiday for for marijuana smokers all over the world. And it's quite, you know, phenomenal to to see something like this, of mm. course. And and I think most of the people that are actually were sharing, they were just, you know, in solidarity. Different messages people are sharing. Even some even tweeted about Ukraine. You know, there were pictures of celebrities, I've seen pictures of Barack Obama, and there's memes, different pictures. It might even not be pictures that were taken yesterday, mm. probably pre- previous pictures that have been shared on, on social media. And uh, it's quite interesting, and, and I think it's, it's, it is good to see that people can actually exercise their, their freedom, you know, to, to use it. And, and I think it's good in solidarity with them. All right, on to the next hashtag. Uh, the likes of Lesotho, Basotho and Buiseni Nglozi are trending. Right now, the EFF Member of Parliament, Buiseni Nglozi, commented that he rejects the idea that people from Lesotho are not a part of South Africa. And this sparked debate around the role of borders. What is the current conversation on our social media platforms? Uh, yes, uh, this, is, this is something that um, has actually been in, uh, on Twitter for it was trending as well, and quite a lot of you know people are sharing different uh, messages around around this, but it, it didn't trend that much, and as expected, and 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 also 
um, with what I would just would like to also share about what um, uh, in, in, uh, Ms. Phoenix said about it and mm. and some identify with it, not just EFF um, uh, members only, but um, there are people who actually share the same ideology with him and they were just responding to to what he has treated and, and some even think is wrong to say that, and some think Lesotho is not part of South Africa because they have their own government, they also have their own border and all of that. So they also think he was saying that for for chasing clout, as mentioned by them, and 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 I think he did mention that you know he would he would not be silenced by Zeno Egypt as he coined the word, and 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 I think they're trying to actually um, create uh, some sort of, um, you know, this xenophobia is spreading towards uh, Basutu people. Mm. And, of course, we do have Sutu-speaking people in three states and other regions, even across South Africa, and he thinks ANC is a problem. And, and, and it, it was quite a long uh, debate, about a 151 retweet on this question. So that's for you to see. It wasn't really trendy but it was something that was getting sensationalized by, you know, by its followers and also some EFF members as well. I see that conjoined to this particular hashtag was the, the El Dorado Park incident where the pictures floating around of a man who's been beat badly um, and they're accrediting those pictures to um, some work done, some community mob justice done in El Dorado Park. Is there any truth to those statements? The, the, I've not been able to um, verify that, but we, we, they have not, because I can verify it, so mm. we, we would not be able to know um, actually if, it, if it's true or if it's, you know, like one has to be careful with social media, um, not entirely sure where the source of um, certain images or information is coming from, and I, I can't really verify that. Appreciate that. Let's move on to the next hashtag, Bankable Timber. Now, we spoke about Timber on the show. Um, I see that he's getting so much fan base. And essentially, this is tied into um, him trying to raise funds, if I'm not mistaken. Talk to me about that. Yes, sadly, I would say sadly, because it's getting all this attention online. It's getting all this love from people. They're showing in love, and which is good. But this love is not translating to to the goal. Mm. And the last time we spoke about him, he had raised seven percent of this fund, and and now that money has not nothing has happened. It's still the same journals that he has. So I, I'm not entirely sure now if if the followers. Um, I, I'm not blaming them because we know times are hard, and its followers need to, you know, they need to now put, you know, their money where their mouth is. He mm. needs that support. He wants them to actually donate money for him, and um, and I think it will. Of course, um, I'm not campaigning for him, but I know that he would really would like to see that happening, and hence why he had actually set up this. Um, um, go get funding um, account for people to actually support him. But since the last time we spoke about it, there hasn't been any significant growth yet. There were some 100 rand yesterday, 100 rand, 150 rand, and people are saying, Pemba, we love you. We love your goals. They gave him all these messages. It's still coming. 
but I think he might he, he need to start seeing that um, um, funds coming in now, so that it's quite a lot of money too as well. Two million rand is mm. quite a lot of money, and knowing how the country is trying, I mean, South Africa is actually getting help from outside for the KZN flood victims. So you can imagine how if I can just try to, to understand the situation of the country. So maybe it might just give it some bit of a time and it begin to see the because the campaign is massive. He's he's been on it, he's been on Instagram live, on Twitter, he's been trying to talk to his fans, connect with them, share his ideas and he's getting massive reaction, massive affection and love from them, which is really quite um you know, remarkable and to, to see him getting all this all this love and I pray it's it, it consistent uh, with this uh, fundraising for him. All right, Adekunle, we need to go into a spot break, but when we get back, we will be covering more hashtags that have been trending this past uh, 24 hours. This is Sound Awake on SAFM. It is 21 minutes after 4 a.m. If you've just joined us, this is SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. We are currently within the second hour of the show and we are looking at Twitter trends uh, taking place in the past 24 hours and helping us navigate through the conversation as the likes of social media commentator Adekunle Owalabi. And I know I'm not doing your surname justice, but I will learn Adekunle. Let's get into our last trend for this morning, which is ESCOM. Now, Power Utility has announced or yesterday announced that load shedding will be moving to stage three because three units have now been reconnected to the grid, but the outages will still continue until Friday. Now, scrolling past Twitter, I'm not really seeing much um, of the conversation taking place, uh, but more of people's opinions. What are people saying? Um, the, the load shedding is, uh, I think, it's quite, it's, um, people are, t- I think they are tweeting as they get power cuts. So um, there's been quite a lot of tweets, even like um, a few minutes ago, there's tweets coming in and I, I remember I had a meeting with uh, the team in Johannesburg, and some of them were like, hey, we can have it at this time because I'm going to be on low shedding. And the other person said, I, I can't be online because there'll be low shedding. So I'm like, hey, hang on, what's going on in, in Zanzi? And they told me, hey, we are on low shedding two, three times a day. Hmm. So it was something that was really worrying. And, and I think the ESCOM CEO did mention about the the park uh, the power plants that were that were out and and it is promised that there would not be a nationwide blackout but in Zambia they are not happy we do not want low shedding at all and and considering the fact that ESCOM is also trying uh, they are considering to take um you know some funding and to actually uh, be able to to get back in, into shape and despite the debt that they have. Also knowing that ESCOM had secured about $57 million, uh, uh, million dollars. that was last year in October, that was approved to ESCOM. And, and ESCOM is still trying to absorb more funds and for them to be able to, to stay afloat. And this is something that is, is worrying. And some are even doubting the CEO's work if he's really capable of turning has come around, and, and it's, it's something that's really disappointing. And you should know that consumers don't want to know um, about the reason. They, they don't want to think the explanation is not helping. We want that power. We want to get back connected. Mm. And I think there's, it's also important for, I mean, I think the CEO is, needs to explain, of course, but the 
consumers do not care because they feel like we are paying for electricity, we should have it no matter what. So that is the, the feedback from, from Twitter. People are lamenting, they're commenting, they are not happy, frustrations everywhere, and it's, it's, it's not pleasant. So many unpleasant things that people have shared online that I can't even mention on air, yes. but it's, it's just... It's just disappointing like that people are disappointed and they're frustrated. And, and Kunle, I want to put you on the spot a little bit. Uh, you have both sides to the story, so to speak. You have the intel with regards to how far ESCOM is making strides to ensure that these outages don't occur as frequently. And you have um, the, the experience of the people detailed out on social media. Do you think that we need to have some sort of leniency towards um, ESCOM at large? Or how do you think we should be processing this particular matter in your own view and opinion of course in, in my opinion and i think it's it's, it's quite a important and then i think when most people are out there that i think we're in an era where you know people read headlines without actually getting into the story to understand and i think when people see the headline low shedding schedule you know level four level three they just lose their cool and, and i think it's and this is my personal opinion, I'm not the spokesperson for ESCOM, but yes. I think it is quite important that we also get to understand the explanation from the CEO and how he has actually explained that the colder weather has resulted into an upward trend in the, in the demand of, for power. And also knowing that ESCOM as well is trying, they're actually considering taking a climate fund, you know, climate fund as an equity injection, which is something that you know, that's a, that's a show that ESCOM really wants to fix itself. And for them to be soliciting for about $8.5 billion that was pledged during the, the, the climate summit, they want to go into that fund so that they can be able to, to, to stay afloat. And I think they, that's, that's some sort of effort. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think uh, we should give them that um, benefit of the doubt. This is an, uh, a state-owned entity that has had several CEOs come and go, and we've seen the worst in terms of load shedding. And and ESCOM is also trying to transit away from coal, you know, which which is like 80% of what South Africa rely on. And you know, we they're also trying to see how they can move away from 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 coal and trying to find other you know renewable uh, alternative energy for. For, for, for the services they're providing from Zanzi. So I think we should a little bit be lenient and, and understand the reasons why this is happening. Of course, when you think they're giving the same reasons all over and all over again, you can, you know, they can reach out to Escobar and say, hey, this is, you said us this year today. But I think this time around, I think the reasons are valid and we should give Escom that benefit doubt and we should use electricity sparingly. And, and of course, you're paying for it, but we should also see it sparingly because the demand is, is really enormous. And, and I know on SBC and other media stations, they do warn us when, when the demand is high. And I think we should all comply. And, and, and I think we will be able to um, you know, manage it and it can go all around for everyone. Thank you so much for that response, Adukunle. Absolutely appreciate it and your time in actual fact. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Lovely, lovely Thursday to you, Adekunle. That was the likes of Adekunle uh, Owalabi, who is a social media commentator, taking us through the past trends happening in the past 24 hours.